The teens are going to go ahead and go downstairs with Pastor Montoro. So if you're one of the teens, you can go ahead, and the children are going to go back out to the Go Ye Kids with Mrs. Montoro. So, yeah, the rest of you go ahead and grab your Bibles and open them to John chapter 15. John chapter 15, we'll be reading, starting in verse 1. This one started, it is always a privilege to be able to preach God's Word, and I don't take this opportunity lightly, and I believe God wants us to be challenged even on a Sunday night. And that we can open up God's Word and that it can change us. And um, John chapter 15, this is the passage, just a little bit of, about the passage, most of you already know. But this is on the way to the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus is talking with his disciples. Judas has already left. He's taking the re- remainder of the eleven disciples and he is with them. They are on their way to the Garden of Gethsemane where Jesus is going to be betrayed by Judas. He's going to go to the cross. And then um, he's going to die, he's going to pay for the sins, but then he's going to um, rise from the dead, and the disciples are no longer going to be with Jesus. This part of the time is the conclusion, not the very, very end, but it's the concluding time that the disciples are going to have with Jesus. And Jesus is giving them some instruction. He's giving them some... um, He's telling them what they need to do, excuse me, when... Jesus is gone, and how to act when Jesus is gone. So let's go ahead and let's read what the Bible says in John chapter 15 and verse number 1. I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered. And men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. Even as I have kept the Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for the opportunity to be here tonight, Lord. We just thank you for your word. I just pray that it would be clear, Lord, and that you would... um, that I wouldn't say anything I shouldn't, Lord, and that your word would be free to speak to hearts, Lord, and that we could all leave here changed tonight, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Would you agree with me that trying to be a vibrant, a productive, a fruitful Christian in today's world can be quite difficult? It can be a very frustrating effort. Would you agree with me on that? Trying to live in the sin-cursed world that we are in, trying to be a great disciple of Jesus Christ, trying to be fruitful, trying to see God do great things through our life, can end up being a very frustrating 
um, something you're trying to do. It can be a very frustrating occupation. There are many obstacles and discouragements in our world today. We have to deal with our flesh. We have to deal with the, with the sin nature that we are fighting with. And we are trying to live for God. We are trying to do what God has commanded us to do. And there's a constant war on the inside with our flesh pulling against us and not wanting to do what God has already commanded us to do. Then we hear of this new book that came out with five simple steps of how you can become super Christian. And you read this book and you end up being more confused than you started. Then we hear about Mr. Christian over here who's led 1,200 people to the Lord and is the persona of ideal Christianhood. I made up that word, I know. But we hear about that and that can be discouraging. We're like, wait a second, I'm here I can see the faults I have in my life. I am not living for God the way I need to be. I'm doing my best right now, but there's so much more that needs to be changed. And I don't know how to change it. I'm I'm showing up to church. I'm praying. But, you know, I want to be that fruitful Christian. And I believe I believe I'm not alone in in saying this, that at times trying to do that can be very frustrating. Trying to see God work in our lives, in my life, in your life, as you look at it, when you get up in the morning and you try to read your Bible and you're fighting off sleep and you're trying and you're stumbling around looking for your coffee maker and such things like that, you're like, man, sometimes just trying to be a Christian is tough. Trying to be successful, quote unquote, I hate to use that word in in light with being a disciple of Jesus Christ, trying to be successful can be a struggle. It can be something that, you know what, this isn't easy. This is such a frustrating effort, but God never meant for us to be trying to live the Christian life on our own. Living the Christian life on our own is an impossibility. And while at times it can be frustrating, why? Because we're human. We're flesh. We have to deal with ourselves. God does want us to be fruitful Christians. It isn't that God wants us to just sit down and do absolutely nothing for Him. No, if we read God's Word, He has left things for us to do. He wants us to be involved in His work. He wants to see our lives bring glory to the Father. But it is impossible for us to do that in our own strength. I think we would all agree with that, that the most frustrating moments in the Christian life come when we are trying to serve God in our own strength. And Jesus here in this passage is using the metaphor of the vine to illustrate to his disciples how they can be fruitful disciples, how they can live the Christian life the way God designed it to be. And if we look in verse number 1, in verse number 1 through verse number 3, is Jesus is explaining the roles that He and His Father play in the Christian life. First, Jesus says, I am the true vine. When He says, I am the true vine, what Jesus means is He is the source of life. Now, Jesus was referring to a grape plant, a vine that is growing grapes. There would be the vine, and we've seen them around the neighborhood. There's... um, um, I know Miss Frida, she had, she had a, I think she still has it, the vine in the backyard. It grows up and grows grapes. And when I was a kid, I got to go over there sometimes and help um, pick off some of the grapes or whatever. But there's a vine that comes up and then the branches come off the vine. The branches you see in a tree. The branches are not stuck in the ground. The branches are attached to the trunk 
if we're looking at a tree. They're attached to the vine if we're looking at a grape plant. When I was a kid, I had a tomato plant. I tried it. It grew one tomato. There wasn't, that was the fault of the gardener, not the plant. But Jesus is saying, I am the true vine. By saying he's the true vine, what he's saying is, I am the only vine. Jesus is saying, in the spiritual world, Jesus is the source of life. Jesus is the source of power. There is nothing, there is no power outside of Jesus Christ if you're going to live for him. There is no, there is not, no such thing as, I'm going to go and I'm going to read this book and this book is going to give me the power to be a Christian. Or I am going to do spiritual push-ups and that's going to give me and I'm going to become a buff Christian. No, that is simply man's thinking about the Christian life. Jesus is saying, I am the true vine. There is no source of power outside of me. There's only one source of power and that is me. Then Jesus, And then Jesus says, the Father is the husbandman. That means he cares for the branches. He is the gardener. All right? And then in verse number 2, it explains what the Father does. Every branch in me, Jesus speaking of himself, that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Simply, the Father is taking care of the vine. He is in charge of what is going on. If the branch is unfruitful, He removes it. If the branch is fruitful, He cuts on it. He, how many have ever seen a pruner or someone going through and they trip, trim off the dead parts? Or they trim off the parts that are starting to get a disease on it? Or they trim it back just a little bit so it can grow? And Jesus is saying... The Father does that, and He does, if He's going to prune your life, He does it through the Word. It's through the preaching of God's Word that God can remove the things in our lives that are hindering us from being more fruitful for Jesus Christ. But there's also the warning that if a branch or, or a disciple of Jesus Christ is not fruitful... He will remove it. Now, we know from the context of Scripture, this is not talking about someone losing their salvation. Once you've been saved, you cannot lose your salvation. Once you've been saved, it isn't a matter of, well, I'm not being fruitful. God's going to take me and throw me to the side and I'm not saved anymore. Well, from the context, I believe as we get in more into the sermon, we'll see that what God is talking about is there's going to be two types of Christians. There's an unfruitful Christian and there's a fruitful Christian. An unfruitful, an unfruitful Christian is not going to be able to experience the blessings of God because of what the choices that he has made. Meanwhile, the fruitful Christian is going to be experience the purging of God. And you're like, why? It's because, they give the reason, that it may bring forth more fruit. Jesus and God, same person, God wants to see your life bear fruit for Him. It isn't that God is expecting you to do something impossible. He says, I am the vine, my Father is the husband, man. He's, gonna, he's the one who's in charge of taking care of the branches. I am the source of power. The Father's going to take care of the branches. He's going to cut back what needs to be cut back. He's going to cut the diseases out through the power of His Word. But there is a warning, the unfruitful branches are removed. 
Alright, so Jesus is the source of life. The Father is in charge of the protection and the care of the vineyard. So what does that mean to me as a disciple of Jesus Christ? I mean, aren't we supposed to be producing fruit? Does not God want to see us producing fruit? So what role does a disciple of Jesus Christ play in the metaphor that Jesus is teaching his disciples about? In verse number 4, he says, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. The responsibility of a disciple of Christ is to allow God to work in their life. There is one, there's actually two commands in this passage. There's only two commands. And they are the same command, just repeated in a different way. The command is, abide in Christ. The command is not, produce fruit. The command is not, glorify the Father. So often, what I was talking about, it's a frustrating Christian life when we pick up the book or whatever, saying, here's how you can produce fruit, or here's how you can become a great disciple of Jesus Christ. But here, Jesus Christ himself is teaching his disciples, the men that would become the apostles of his church. He's teaching them, and his command to them is not produce fruit. His command to them is not be great Christians. His command to them is abide in me and I in you. There's a reason for that. The ability to produce fruit is not in the branch. A branch that's not connected to a tree, we call it a dead branch. If we're out, if you remember out here in the street a couple months ago, that one tree across the street lost its limb and it came down and smashed a car or whatever. But for weeks and weeks afterwards, it was piled up, up, up the block here on the right side. Remember that? It was piled up here taking up a good parking spot and everybody was upset about it that the city wouldn't come and take it away for a long time. But it's sitting there and let me ask you, was the leaves on that branch getting greener as it was sitting on the side of the road, not connected to the tree? The obvious answer is no. I'm trying to be a little bit humorous here. But the branch that's not connected to the tree is a dead branch. If I chopped my leg off and amputated my leg, okay, I could take that leg and I could make it do all the leg raises in the world. But the leg that's not connected to the rest of my leg ain't going to grow no muscles. Okay, what I'm saying is if it's not connected, it's going to die. All right, a branch that it is not connected to the vine, is not going to produce any fruit. I think we're all together on that. And a branch that a branch cannot produce fruit of itself. It is not within the nature of the branch to produce fruit. It is within the ability of the vine to produce fruit through the branch. That's why Jesus is using this as an illustration for his disciples is a disciple of Jesus Christ is incapable of producing spiritual fruit. You want to see God do great things in your life. Jesus says, abide in me. He doesn't say, go out there and do a bunch of spiritual push-ups so you can be a great Christian. He doesn't say, go out there and do all these great things. He does, we are commanded to study God's word, 
But the reason we're commanded to study God's Word is that's how we abide in Him. We are to abide in Christ. Without the presence and the power of God in your life, you will be spiritually fruitless. You want to see God work in your life. Realize that the power to produce spiritual fruit is not in yourself. No book, no program, no music, no preacher can replace the power of God in your life. The reason why so many people, we look at the charismatic movement and different things, and we're like, why? What is going on there? Why all this stuff? Some of the answers has to be they are trying to replace the power of God. The power of God cannot be replaced by anything else. And a branch that's not connected to the vine is not going to produce any fruit. Because we have the tendency, as, as human beings... We have the tendency to go out there and try to produce fruit. We have a desire to do great things for God. And that's good. But when we go out there and we try to do something for God, we cannot see it accomplished. That's why the Christian life can be frustrating. Is because when we attempt to do things for God in our own strength, it's like the branch trying to grow fruit when it's not connected to the vine. God alone has the power to produce fruit, and it's only through a relationship with Christ that can be accomplished. An active, lively connection to God alone allows for fruit to be produced. A Christian who is abiding in Christ has full access to the power of God. When I was thinking about this, an illustration came to my mind. My freshman year of Bible college, I was a go-kart mechanic. It was the funnest job I had. It was the, one of the worst paying jobs I had, but it was fun. Well, anyways, the guys would bring the, uh, the people who ran the go-kart track, would bring the carts back to the mechanic shop and say, it ain't running. Well, first thing I'd do is open up the gas tank. At least half the time, the gas tank would be empty. I'd say, fill it up with gas and it'll run. But anyways... There was one part that if you were not careful, it could get knocked loose, and then the cart definitely would not run. It was the spark plug wire. The spark plug wire goes from the um, pull string from the engine onto the spark plug. When you pull it, if the electrical impulse goes to that, fires the spark plug, and the engine turns it over, and the engine runs. It takes the electrical impulse to the spark plug to create the fire. If that spark plug wire came off, it didn't matter how many times you pulled the cord on the engine, it's not going to run. And if you're a Christian and you're not connected to the power of God, if you're not abiding in Christ, it's like having the cord removed. There isn't the power going to the engine. It's not going to run. But notice also, the, a Christian who's abiding in Christ has full access to the power of God. That's why Jesus commands his disciples, abide in me. He doesn't command them, go produce fruit. He doesn't command them, go do great things for me. He says, abide in me and I in you. It's, it's a mutual connection there. If you're going to abide in Christ, Christ has to be abiding in you. Um, if you glue your finger to crazy, um, if you crazy glue your finger to something, oftentimes what happens is it melts the flesh a little bit, and it gets... Yeah, I know, it's kind of nasty. But it, 
what happens is, is it, it um, welds the flesh to that piece of plastic or whatever. You're supposed to be putting the two pieces of plastic together, but it ended up when the finger hit it, it melted together. Now, is the plastic in the finger or is the finger in the plastic? The answer is both. Why? Because it's connected. Both are connected. And a Christian, if he's going to be abiding in Christ, must be connected to Christ. And if he's connected to Christ, Christ is going to be connected in him. Christ wants his power to flow through us from the vine. God is the only source of power. We already, um, Jesus already established that. And he wants you to be connected to him because he is the power that will enable you to live the Christian life. Jesus was reminding his disciples for all time that he is the source of life. And our responsibility is to be connected to him. We cannot do our own thing. And expect the blessings of God. He is the vine. He is the one in charge. He is the one alone that has the power to produce the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. Without the power of God, you can do nothing. Jesus said it himself in verse number 5. For without me, ye can do nothing. It isn't that God is saying, hey, abide in me and you're going to get the best results. Jesus is telling his disciples, abide in me or you're going to get no results. Because there is no power. The branches cannot do anything without a connection to the vine. A Christian cannot serve God the way he needs to be. He cannot have the power of God in his life unless he is abiding in Christ and Christ is abiding in him. Jesus then gives us a warning in verse number 6. If any man abide not in me... He is cast forth as a branch and is withered and men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. Now, we know this is not talking about someone losing their salvation because Jesus is commanding his disciples who believe on him to abide in him. So if he's commanding them to abide in him, that means they have a choice about the matter. That means they could not. So if they could not and they're already saved, they cannot lose their salvation. So what Jesus must be talking about here is he's talking about a fruitless, withered, worthless Christian life. Pastor talked about Saul this morning in this morning's message. I believe that is a prime example of a Christian life who withered, who was worthless, Because he was not connected to the power of Jesus Christ. He chose, I'm going to do my own thing. And he ended up not being used for God. Jesus says, is withered. And is withered and men gather them and cast them into fire and they are burned. Without the power of God in your life, you will become spiritually worthless. The dryness takes over and your life becomes a statistic of life. How many Christians do we know who once served God, who once were active in church, and now because they refused to continually abide in Christ, we look at them, they are no longer producing fruit for Christ. They are no longer anywhere where they once were. They are proverbially, or um, excuse me, that wasn't the right word, but they are no longer where they once were, they are worthless in spiritual things. 
Oh, sure, they may still be alive. They, stay, they still may be walking around. You may still see them on the streets. But in their lives, they are no longer experiencing the power of God. They are no longer experiencing God working through them and producing fruit in their lives because they did not abide in the vine. You make the decisions. You can either submit to the plan of God or submit to the consequences. There is no... Jesus doesn't tell His disciples, this might happen to you. He said, if any man does not abide in the vine, there's two choices here. You have the choice of the fruitful Christian and the choice of the unfruitful Christian. You can either abide in Jesus Christ and abide in the vine and He in you, or you can experience spiritual dryness and losing your ability to serve God. But we see the flip side in verse number 7 through verse number 8. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. By abiding in Christ, one is a true disciple of Jesus Christ. One is able to see God work in his life. He's able to see his prayers answered. He's able to see fruit produced in his life. And he is able to glorify the Father. But he's able to glorify the Father. He's able to see fruit produced in his life. Not because that was his goal. It's because he was obedient to Christ and abode in Him. He was abiding in Jesus Christ. It wasn't him going out there and producing fruit. As he, abide in Je- as he was abiding in Jesus Christ, the disciple that abides in Jesus Christ will see fruit produced in their life, will see God working in their life, and they will bring glory to God. It is not... You do this, do this, do this. It is either you abide in Christ, see God glorified, because the power that is in Jesus Christ. Because as you abide in Jesus Christ, God's power can do things in your life that we could never dream of, that we could not do in ourselves, obviously. It's through God's power that we're able to bring glory to the Father. It is through God's power we're able to see the fruit of the Spirit. We're able to see the love of Christ. We're able to see the joy. We're able to see the peace that Jesus Christ wants and promises in our lives. We are able to see that only when we abide in Christ. When we choose to do our own way, when we choose to go our own way, try to produce fruit ourselves, or say, you know what, God... That's great, for, that's great for everybody else, but you know, I know a better way here. We're going to end up being withered Christians who have not produced fruit for God. We're going to end up being someone who becomes a statistic, someone who is worthless spiritually. God wants to see the Father glorified. God wants to see fruit produced in our life. Because that brings glory to Him. That, then people look at your life and say, where did that come from? I know when that situation came and you still had peace and you still had joy. You know, I don't have that. There's something different. And the Father is able to receive glory 
in our lives when we have the power of Jesus Christ flowing through our lives. When you allow God to do the work, great things can happen. You see, you can be a fruitful disciple. It doesn't have to be. It, it cannot be, I'm going to go read these books, I'm going, to, I'm going to make myself a fruitful disciple. No. No. You and I, and the disciples that Jesus is speaking to here, all disciples of Jesus Christ, we can be fruitful disciples of Jesus when we abide in Christ and Christ in us. It's as simple as that. It isn't any of our own efforts because a branch can't produce fruit of itself. It's only through the power of the vine that a branch can produce fruit. So a Christian cannot produce any spiritual fruit. A Christian cannot see the workings of God in his life when he is seeking to do it himself. It is only through as he abides in Christ, in Christ in him. So the question must be asked then, great, abide in Christ. Got it. What does that mean? We look at it. We, we um, talk about, I've been preaching and t- talking about abiding in Christ, abiding in Christ. Well, how do you abide in Christ? If that's what you're supposed to do as a Christian, it's kind of important that we know how to abide in Christ, right? It's kind of important if you are going to see the fruit of God produced in your life from abiding in Christ, that we know what abiding in Christ means. Well, it's a good thing we keep reading because Jesus tells us. In verse number 9, Jesus continues, As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue, Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept the Father's commandments, and abide in his love. A disciple can abide in Christ by obedience to God's word. As you take God's word and you take God's love, which he has showed forth to us through his son coming and dying on the cross for us. As you take God's word and you live in it and you read it and you do what it says and you're in the word and the word is in you. And as the word is in you're in the word and the word is in you, you are going to be abiding in Christ as you're doing obedience to what God has commanded you. It isn't some complicated scheme. It is simply obeying Christ today. Making the decision that God's Word tells you to do today and allowing God's Word in you to make the decisions. You get in God's Word, allow God's Word to get in you, and you can end up abiding in Christ, and all of a sudden, you might see some, we might be able to see some fruit in our lives. We may be able to see God get some glory from our lives, not because of all the great things I have done, not because of how just belligerent I was, and how I kept pressing, and I kept doing it, and man... Look at all the fruit I have now. No, it is simply as we abide in God's word and allow God to abide in us, we can see God do amazing things in our lives. We can see God produce fruit in our lives that brings glory to God, that people look at and they say, that's from God. It is as we get in God's word that all of a sudden and get in God's love 
that people see the difference. This verse number 12, this is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Is your life characterized by the love of God? One sign of an abiding disciple is the love of God. Do you have love for the fellow Christian? That's one of the commandments that Jesus gives right here. If you're going to abide in Christ, we need to have love for one another as Jesus Christ has loved us. Obedience is required. As you obey God's commandments, you will see the peace of God in your life. You'll see the joy of God because you're not out there trying to do it. You're not out there trying to live the Christian life. You're out there simply obeying God and you're connected to the power source. You can't do it in of yourselves. A dead branch can't produce fruit. But so often, we attempt to live the Christian life, and I'm speaking to my, preaching to myself here, we attempt to live the Christian life our own way, and we wonder why our life is dry spiritually. We wonder why, man, there was times where God was working in my life. There was times when I had the peace and the joy and the fruit of the Spirit all over my life. Because abiding in Christ is not a one-time thing. It's not a decision that I make in the morning and it's good for the rest of the day. It's a decision that has to be made every minute of every day. Am I going to be obeying God's Word? Am I going to allow Christ's Word in me to work itself out into the decisions that I'm making so that it isn't, I'm in Christ and I'm just holding on real tight? No. If you are truly abiding in Christ, Christ's love, the things of Christ, are going to be evident in your life because He doesn't say just abide in me. Jesus Christ commands the disciples, abide in me and I in you. It is to be a mutual connection here. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. I want to ask you, do you have the fruit of the Spirit evident in your life? Is the fruit of the Spirit evident in your life? You're not going to produce it yourself. But if you're saying, man, I want that in my life. I want the joy, the peace, the long-suffering. I want those, those um, characteristics in my life. Here's the answer. Abide in Christ. Abide in His Word. Allow God's Word to influence the decisions you make every single day. It isn't that you start the day and say, I'm going to have joy today. I don't care what anybody else says. I'm going to have joy today. Okay, that isn't how we do it. It's as we abide in Christ, as we allow Jesus Christ to make the decisions for us, you know what? Suddenly things are set in their proper perspective. And they don't get on our nerves as much. And we're able to experience the peace and the joy that comes from living for God. 
Because we're living for God, and we're not worrying about all the results. We're not worrying about how I'm going to be a great Christian. We're worrying about one thing that we're commanded to do. Abide in Christ. And all of a sudden, the fruit of the Spirit can start to show up. Why? Because we're hooked up to the power source. Because the fruit doesn't come from us anyways. And the more we try to produce it, the farther we get from God. Because we're depending on our own efforts. It is as we abide in Christ that we see fruit coming. You can become a fruitful disciple of Jesus Christ by abiding in Christ in Christ in you. Your job is not to produce fruit. Your job is to abide in Christ. When you abide in Christ, fruit's going to come. But it isn't, your job is not to produce fruit. Your job is to abide in Christ. I've thought about bringing it up here. I didn't bring it up here. But um, before I left for school, I was the janitor here. Deborah's the janitor now. But we are both well acquainted with one instrument. It's called a vacuum. There's a lot of carpet in this building. And carpet needs vacuumed. But how much vacuuming would I get done if I never plugged it in? The only way the vacuum's going to work is if I plug it in to the power source. The only way your life as a Christian is going to work is when you stop trying to make it work, plug it in, and now everything starts working. Whatever the situation you're facing, your job is not to fix it. Your job is to abide in Christ so that God is in you and He can take care of the situation. You want to see more souls saved and others come to Christ. Abide in Christ and allow Christ to produce His fruit in your life. And others will see the difference. And you will be able to witness to them. You need victory over a sin in your life. A besetting sin that's just nagging you and you can't get victory over it. Stop trying to defeat the sin. Start abiding in Christ. And all of a sudden, you've got all of God's power flowing through you. And let me tell you, if, Christ, if you're abiding in Christ and Christ is in you, that sin isn't going to stay around. The more Christ you get in and you, it has to push other things out. Life wants to make you stress out, leave you dry, leave you wasted. But only by abiding in Christ and letting His power flow through our lives can we see the fruit in our lives that truly glorifies the Father, that truly allows us to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Your job is not to produce fruit. It's not, that's not our job. Our job is not to go through and see how much fruit I can produce today. The command, the imperative of Jesus in this passage, abide in me and I in you. So the question is tonight, are you abiding 
in Christ. Do you want to see more fruit of the Spirit in your life? Abide in Christ more. Get in His Word. Allow His Word to be in you. Get in His love. Allow His love to be in you. You get in His love by obeying His Word. We can't pick and choose what we want. We abide in Christ or we're going to end up dry, worthless, and cast aside because the fruit of the Spirit and the fruit God wants to produce in our lives does not come from us without abiding in Christ. We are completely incapable of living the Christian life. Are you plugged in to the power source? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for the opportunity we had to open your word. Lord, I just pray that the message was clear. I just pray, Lord, that you would work in hearts, Lord, that you would work in my heart as well, Lord, and that we could abide in you and allow you to do the work, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.